0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Howard Brown, CEO and founder of Revenue.io, and we're going to spend some time talking about mental health and the impact um, some of this generative AI and artificial intelligence is having on our mental health. Today, I'm delighted to have Richard Harris. Richard is a old friend. He is founder of the Harris Consulting Group and co-founder of Surf and Sales. Richard, I think you have over 20 years of uh, SaaS experience in sales training, operations, and sales leadership.
1: I've got the least amount of hair to prove that, yes. 20 plus years.
0: Um, Richard, you've you've been a voice in the uh, sales leadership arena for quite some time. You and I have been friends for a long while. You've always been very transparent about everything sales, everything mental health. You've been just a excellent mentor to so many sales reps out there. Uh, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I, I'm i flattered by that introduction. I appreciate it. And it's always good to see you, Howard. So it's, uh, it's fun when we get to do these, because it's not always just sort of like a business conversation. Um, it's, it's like catching up with an old friend. So I'm excited for this.
0: Yeah, well, it is catching up with an old friend. So Lots going on in the, uh, in the business world. We've, it feels like we've gone from, you know, exuberance and, and all the money in the world thrown into uh, tech to a, a black cloud over tech and, and uh, you know, job cuts and rifts to now everybody's overwhelmed and excited about generative A.I., what are we supposed to feel? What are we, what are we supposed to, to do in this sort of up and down bipolar business world?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think the best answer, as I recall, as I think about it, I can't remember who told me this, but sometimes you're just supposed to feel a little bit of everything. Mm. You're supposed to feel excited. You're supposed to feel invigorated. And you're supposed to feel a little scared and nervous about it, which I think is true. Um, You know, it's probably the first time in a long time where sales gets affected by the technology sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Usually it's often other jobs and the same for business and marketing too, right? Like we saw this automation stuff happen in the 70s and 80s in the automotive industry and then continuing even into into the agricultural world and all these other jobs that are not necessarily on the business side. And now it's coming and it's coming very fast. So it's appropriate to feel a little bit of everything right now is what I, is is how I'm experiencing it. Mm.
0: And, and when you think about the ups and downs that so many businesses have gone through, how's it impacting you? How's it impacting the world of sales consulting?
1: Well, it's interesting too, because it was a little bit of a double whammy. still is in terms of the economy and what's been happening. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's almost June of 2023 while we're having this conversation. And so, you know, back in December, I saw the economy slowing. And, of course, at the same time, chat PT started to roll out in November of last year. And it was, you know, it felt like, oh, that's interesting. Let's pay attention to that. That's interesting. That's interesting. And then all of a sudden, bam, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so with the downturn in the economy, people getting laid off anyway. And now this technology that we're still at the very beginning of, which I can assure you all these companies that are looking at their growth and sales growth, they're going to get some stuff wrong around AI. But, you know, this this is the story. This is, hey, we can find a machine to do this better, faster, and cheaper than a human once we get it under control, right? right. So, so right now we're at that first stage of, um, well, we, I guess you could say the first stage was really the sales engagement platforms, right? Like that was sort of a first step. And now comes the intelligence side of it. Um, and I remember like a year ago, I think it was you. I think you once told me about a year ago when we were talking that you know, it's a lot more artificial than it is intelligent when we were talking about AI, I think that's your quote, mm. but now I feel like we're using the other side of that equation. So now phase two is okay, well let's start figuring this out. And phase three will be when people start to figure it out and how to make it work for their own organization. And some, there's some early adopters who probably have. Uh, and then there's some that are that are almost there too. But when I think about what it
0: is a sales consultant, a sales trainer, uh, a sales leader does, obviously that will be impacted by technology and artificial intelligence. But I have to believe that no matter what, there's still going to be a need for sales
1: consulting. I, I, am I wrong there? Well, I hope so. Uh, you know, I, 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 I mean, you know, I hope you're you're right that we do need sales consulting. I think it really depends on what we're consulting on it's the machine and the willingness of the human. I think the piece is Where's the human element in all this? Mm-hmm. You know, as the roles of SCRs and AEs and customer success shift because of technology, the role of management will become tougher. Really? And so I can see because you know most sales leaders aren't really taught how to manage somebody ever and so i think that's a piece of it so bringing in someone like me or some of the other folks i know in the space to teach how how to manage might be more you know applicable um but we don't know yet like i I just don't know Mm -hmm. i also think too look there's going to be a lot of companies that are still going to think that it's easier to hire people than it is to do technology and so there's this where's the human in all this is the important piece Mm -hmm. the other piece is And this is the other thing you know as as i've talked to my clients is well, what does your customer want we see the headlines that says you know howard likes to not talk to a sales rep right that howard you know the, the consumer wants a a reckless experience but then i think the same study also says that you know 90 days later they regret the purchase because they never spoke to somebody that's right so there's this human element that has to be in there and i think that's at least for me and how i position what i do you know, mine's all about bringing in the humanity to fail. So I think that's a, a key piece.
0: Well, we're well aligned on that. I think that in every industry, there's been a move towards technology and, and every opportunity for folks to look at AI in the last three months. It's it's certainly been clear to me that people are looking at every use case. Yeah. The, the, the question is, how do you deliver the best experience to your customers and your buyers. And there's a lot to learn, right? We, yeah. we certainly can throw technology at things, but look, I've been around for a long time in technology, like, like you, Richard, and you can't just throw technology at the problem. You have to understand the process. You have to understand what it is you're trying to solve for and ultimately look, there are incredibly complicated sales and products and services. And at the end of the day, if you're not delivering a great buyer's experience, customer experience, then those customers are going to go elsewhere. So if every company simply just adopts AI, generative AI, and somehow forgets about that buyer's experience that's going to make their product, their service unique, then everything will be commoditized. So how do we augment humans? How do we make them perform better?
1: Well, I think, I think that, you know, I feel like you've been reading my book. that's not out yet, but there's a whole chapter that there's no such thing as a buyer's journey. There's only a buyer's experience. It's a seller's journey and a buyer's experience mm-hmm. um, from the top of the funnel all the way through. And so, so yes, I agree with you. And then on top of that, you know, and I'll say this about consumers, most consumers, including myself are stupid. We think we know what we want, but we don't know what we need. And that's where the humanity comes on. Mm -hmm. And that's the piece that teaching reps, how to be more human, bringing the humanity back into the situation is what's helpful because here's the other interesting piece too, is that nobody makes a decision on their own anymore. You Know it and I know it. Nobody, even if you hired me for your team, you have people on your team talk to me. What are you going to trust the computer? If the computer says Richard's one of the top five, uh, is that enough? No, of course not. So that's where the humanity piece comes in, and so that's the part that the AI can't do yet. Even generative AI, in my opinion, is support the team consensus buying situation, mm-hmm. and so that's where we need to teach our reps, we need to teach the team how to approach that as part of the process, right, as part of the challenge, right? At some point, maybe it's there and I just don't see it, the AI could say, hey, you're a customer, Richard, and because of that, you're going to need to talk to this person, this person, this person in your organization. And here's the question you should ask them. Well, then all of a sudden, does Richard really want to go spend time talking to these people or do I want a salesperson to do it? Like that's that to me is where I think there's a sweet spot for us mm-hmm. in in a coexistence place with the AI. Now, as a salesperson on the AI side, I can go okay. I got to talk to Richard and Howard and Paul and Sarah and Rebecca, and here's what each of those people need to understand. That's where it can be helpful to me. And to the, your point earlier about the experience for the buyer to know that, right? So, how do we bundle all that together? That's, you know, that's part of what I do. It's part of what we're always trying to do, even before AI existed. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of a long answer, but I I hope that sufficed for you.
0: I appreciate long answers when they're on point, Richard. So when I think about the world today, in many ways, we're all more disconnected than connected, right? And and the idea of technology of the Internet, it was going to help us better connect with one another. I'd say in some ways it it certainly has. It's nice to get the Facebook happy birthday messages and and that sort of thing. But I also think in a lot of ways we're in our own little bubbles and we're spending more and more time on our devices. We're spending more and more time just interacting with technology. And I think that we're starting to see the impact of that disconnection, The the impact of staring at screens and swiping through photos and sort of treating everybody like well like they're just part of the machine and i get a sense talking to sales reps to to friends to to colleagues people feel more lonely and and the question that i pose to you richard is as you think about all this technology and it's like more human beings interacting with machines like how do we feel a sense of connectedness to one another what what do we need to do for for that because we we keep moving more and more towards interaction with machines which takes the human out of the process just you know forget the role of a consultant or a sales consultant what do we need to do to get more connected to one another to feel more a part of
1: well, I think there's a there's a lot of pieces, So, you know, the, you know, the pandemic accelerated this for a lot of people. I think you could even it, it would be interesting and be my hypothesis that in blue states, we feel more disconnected in red states. We probably feel more connected, you know, depending on which political aisle you fall upon, because the red states didn't go through the lockdowns like I did in California, right? right. Um, I was already working from home at that point. So being isolated and away from people wasn't that big a deal for me. But I think that exacerbated the problem that was started by social media in the first place. And I'm talking, you know, early Facebook and all that stuff before the before the political ideologies and, and all those issues that came up occurred. So the only way you're going to do it is to get rid of the device. The only way you're going to do it is to find ways to connect. And the challenge is, is that we as humans have to take the first step, right? We have to put the device down. We have to put the phone down. We have to spend time with our friends and our family. We have to get back to old school game nights with our friends or going out, being social and, and literally like leaving the phone in the other room, you know, like if you've got kids, you know, by all means, keep it where you can hear it ring, but you don't need to check it every 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, that's the first step. The only way that I know to do that is to go to your device and look at how many times you pick it up, whether it's an Android or an iPhone. you can It'll tell you how many times a day you pick up your phone. And I guarantee you it is scary and people won't do it because they know it's bad and they don't want to know how bad it is. Like, I don't want to get on the scale. I already know what it's going to tell me. So why would I do that? But we have to make that first effort. We have to find ways to do that as humans to... Step away from the device and step into the humanity.
0: So, step away from the device, step into humanity. And at the same time, we're talking about generative AI and getting rid of more jobs and more humanity. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a pretty big challenge ahead of us.
1: It is. You know, I, I think it is. I think it's, I mean, it's, it, this has always been the challenge with progress, right? Every generation goes through it. You and I grew up in the first round of the internet generation when everybody just had to have a website. You know, I remember when Wells Fargo had a website and guess what? You couldn't do anything except get on the website and look at. It was a brochure. It was a brochure, right? Just like now, everybody has to do something generative, whether it's helpful or not. It's just got to be something. Right. So, so, you know, we're at that next phase and we have to evolve. Yeah. You know, we have to evolve.
0: Well, and that's what I'm so excited about because I, I, look, I, I tend to be an optimist. I don't think that we're simply going to displace jobs. I think we're going to displace the type of work that people did, but I think this technology is going to actually empower us to do more creative things, more helpful things. Think about our community more. Think about what it is to work because I, a lot of people just work so that they can live literally working to live um, maybe this opens up more time
1: to to live you know it it does to a certain extent but you and I come from you know look you and I are, are you know two white guys who've done fairly well if the job replaced got replaced by the computer it wouldn't affect us we're not we're not the ones that are in the crosshairs in my opinion you know it's it's the kids coming out of college it's the kids who don't have access to technology it's the population that is living paycheck to paycheck those are the people i'm the most concerned about because that's where the first stuff's going to get done right it's the low-end low-paying jobs that people are going to want to automate faster right we already see it at safeway or cbs and the self-checkout stand mm-hmm. right you know my mom's a financial planner and i remember as a kid she was a financial planner and she would go through the supermarket and she got to know all the checkers cause that's just who she was anyway. You know, she was the one who sits down and has a best friend on a five hour plane flight, but those were some of her best early clients because those people, that was a good living. Like that was, that was like, you could, you could live, you could pay for your kids. Gee, you know, was a, it was a nice, you know, a, a strong middle-class upbringing. Now it's become just this minimum wage place, (laughs) you know, and even that's getting displaced. So those are the people I get the most concerned about. Yes, I'm scared about salespeople because we can be displaced too. And I think we have this creative piece that you're talking about, but, but it really scares me for the low wage earners. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm really concerned about it.
0: Well, and I'm always concerned about the low wage earners and those most vulnerable Recently, I I do some mentoring to to students, and I was recently talking to one that he was really excited about, you know, getting out of college, and he had studied marketing and advertising, and now right. he's, he's he's looking around saying, "Wait a minute, there, is there any marketing or advertising jobs to to be had?" And you know, we we spent a bunch of time talking about what's going to be needed out there, and. If you haven't heard the term prompt engineering, it's definitely something you should look at.
1: I don't know that. What is that term?
0: So basically, you need when you think about generative AI and you think about ChatGPT, one of the things that you need to do is you need to ask the thing the right questions, right? So Right. F- for example, if I want it to come up with a outcome, I have to phrase the right questions, right? I have to ask it to do something in the right way. And it's in a way, it's almost like having an intern, right? You got to be very, very specific about what you're asking. Mm -hmm. If I'm asking it to, for example, look for my ICP, which is financial institutions that manage over $20 billion I need to say okay behave like a sales leader reaching out to a financial institution with revenue of this look for sales leadership you know draft an email to that person based on their need to solve x y and z so you have to be very very specific about what you're asking it it's the old junk in junk out and no, it's just, I think people think it's all just magic. And the truth of the matter is you need to know what to ask. You need to be very specific. You need to engineer your questions in a way to get the right answers. Much like in coding, you can't just throw coding, you know, out there and expect to get what you want. You need to be very specific. You need to follow certain syntax. That's the kind of thing people have to think about when generating uh, answers to questions through AI.
1: And what was the phrase that you called it though? Well, you gave it a definition.
0: It's prompt engineering. So you have to engineer a prompt in the right way to get the results or the outcome you're looking for.
1: So that, that's very opening to me. And it makes Like it's so simple. It makes sense, which is great. There's, there's this sales prompt engineering role, right? 100%. And that you're talking about. And I hadn't thought about it that way. So hearing that, and if I were listening to this and I was newer in my career, I was even now I should think about it too. But that would be the role I'd start to create.
0: And that's exactly what I told the student: is look into that over the last three months. And I, I just I love content, right? right? I have I have acquired something. I'm looking at my actual number: sixteen thousand two hundred forty-seven prompts I've acquired. So anytime I see anyone put a prompt out or a story or take a picture of what they've done on ChatGPT, I either take a screenshot of it or I copy it. The screenshots I put through an OCR and it pulls the prompts out. So it's very specific. So you can come up with any kind of use case. Like talk about the uh, – in the voice of Alexander Hamilton, describe – A state's rights. Mm -hmm. So that is a very specific prompt in the voice of. So it's also really important to say what the voice is, what the outcome you're looking for, and then go from there. So that's question number one. Then what do you follow up that question with? Well, now give me very specific examples or give me a summary of this. This is where I think the power is and where a lot of the opportunities will lie.
1: That's really good. Like you're making, I'm literally taking notes on. Something about this. So thank you. That's why I love talking to you. It is catching up with an old friend and then it's like learning and having my mind blown. So uh you always take this stuff and break it down into really simple, simple things. Question for you. Yes, sir. Because this is, you know, so my whole mantra lately has been read one AI article a day, right? Really? And that's good. And I find, you know, but I find the basics of articles. Where does one go to learn this kind of stuff that you're talking about, aside from coming to you? podcast right <laughs> which we want them to do but where do we go to go okay you know who's writing about this stuff in this way who's where where's the better source than you know a newspaper or a news article
0: yeah well i think i think that for me and i hate to even prescribe this but i have found some amazing authors on both linkedin and twitter and okay. uh, you know what I'll do post podcast, Richard, is I'll send you a link with people I follow and I'll also put it up on my LinkedIn yeah. for the viewers or the listeners. Yep. Um there are a lot of really amazing things happening and it's you know, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of gloom and doom, but there is incredible hope too. And and I'm so I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I love watching my team. We've we've recently asked the team to spend everybody on the team everybody at revenue io spend 20 minutes using chat gpt just spend 20 minutes doing anything get creative use it figure out how it can help you it's just important to get your hands dirty yeah and i think people will quickly realize there is incredible benefit to it as well but you're going to make mistakes it's like learning how to play a sport or do anything new, right? You got to spend some time doing it. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I'd urge you, everybody else, just spend some time and ask it questions too. I mean, that's, it's been amazing for me to ask ChatGPT questions about ChatGPT or ask ChatGPT to develop the perfect prompt for reaching out to Richard Harris, who's at the Harris Consulting Group, who's got 20 years of sales leadership, what is something Richard would be interested in? Create a headline and some talking points and see what the thing comes up with.
1: Right, right. No, I got it. I got it. So it's it's interesting. It is, um, it's a different level. Well, it's a different type of research. Yeah. Right. You know, it used to be if you spent, you know, three minutes researching something, you know, you look at Howard's website, look at Howard's uh, LinkedIn profile, figure something you're connected with. Well, now you take those three minutes and to your point, become that prompt engineer.
0: That's right. And you become the expert. Now, when you reach out to Richard or Howard, you're, you're equipped. Right. You know the things that you, Richard's interested in. You know the kinds of things that you talk about. You can even research podcasts and get those results so fast so that when I do get you on the phone, I can have a contextual, helpful conversation as opposed to, oh, I noticed you went to the University of Michigan.
1: Right. Great. What do, what do I do with that? Right. 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 No, it's interesting because it's not, you know, you know, now it's about generative human, right? Because the AI learning and so is the human, which I have been talking about. I've been talking about the fact that you use AI to, to, you know, how do I negotiate with someone in procurement or how do I do this? And by the, you know, over time you actually absorb that information. So you don't have to research that. You can research the next thing. It's interesting. I'm really glad we're having this conversation. You can, I think you can hear the wheel spinning in my head as I'm thinking about all you've said today. So I appreciate it. Richard, always
0: good spending time
1: with you. Howard, it's always a pleasure, man. Always a fun conversation. Thank you for the education as well. Gave me a lot to think about too. You always give me a lot
0: to think about. Thank you so much, Richard. Appreciate your time today. Anytime. Thanks again for joining us this week. Don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you next week.